Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Folks, in this lockdown quarantine world that we live in, you look for those little moments. You look for anything, any way, anyhow, to get excited, to get the blood boiling. To have those sort of positive vibes and positive feels that I think for many of us we've been searching for over the last month plus. Now, there was something on television earlier in the night that I think if you are a sports fan, you had it circled on your calendar for quite a while. And no, I am not referencing the NFL draft, which is a couple of days away, but don't you worry There is going to be plenty to say about that, as we have said over and over again. Most highly anticipated NFL draft, I think, of my lifetime. Why? Not only because of the stars that we have in play and the quarterbacks that could be going a variety of different places. It's the idea that it's the only game in town. So when you add all of that up and it provides this sort of diversion that I think many of us need it to be. Yeah, that was the first thing you had circled on the calendar. But. Sunday was not NFL draft related. Sunday, I dialed in right when it started because I had a little dinner. Celebrated Greek Easter with the lady. At home, of course. Social distancing, the whole deal. And I couldn't wait to watch the beginning of The Last Dance. And you would think as a child of the 1990s, is a guy who has seen his team countless times be tortured, be tormented by Michael Jordan, that it would be a tough watch, that it would uh, bring back some of those painful memories. Now, thankfully it did not, because no, we did not, at least yet, get a chance to see the Charles Smith uh, sequence at the end of Game 5. They did not show any other highlights of Michael Jordan doing what he loved to do best, which is win NBA titles 
and torch the New York Knickerbockers. Thankfully, that montage, we have not gotten to that point. But the Les Dance does a brilliant job. For those of you who got a chance to see it, I think you'll kind of see where I'm going with this. But for those of you who did not, it is worth the watch. It is very entertaining stuff. I mean, a lot of these 30 for 30s are usually very, very good. But this one to me was so insightful right out of the gate because of the open nature that you got from Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, in many ways, after his retirement, has been very reclusive. Michael Jordan, in many ways, is, you know, been there when it needs to be there. He owns that miserable basketball team down in Charlotte. And listen, Michael Jordan's skills, as far as being an all-world, maybe the best basketball player ever, and for my money, the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Those skills have not exactly translated into owning a basketball team. Charlotte would tell you that. But for the most part, Jordan has kind of kept to himself. You know, you don't hear from him. You don't see him all too often making comments, making the rounds, doing this, doing that. So for him to open up the way he did in this documentary, amazing. And the guy who immediately was vilified, and if you know anything about the 90s Bulls, you know that there was absolutely no love lost between the players on that team, Phil Jackson, and then the ownership general manager partnership, which was Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause. And it kind of in a way blows my mind that the Bulls in the middle of trying to win their fifth straight title, or not their fifth straight title, but in the middle of the second three-peat, before the Jordan basketball hiatus. You have the first one, then Jordan goes away basically for a year and a half, and then Jordan comes back for the first full season, they're as good as it gets in 95 and 96. And yet, they did not want to go the extra mile in basically tearing up the Scottie Pippen contract, which was a terrible move on his part. And he gets into you know his idea of what he was looking for, which is long-term financial security. But, I mean, you see, it's Scottie Pippen was making like $2 million a year. And listen, for all of us, $2 million a year is a buttload of money. For a guy who is, and Phil Jackson called him the second best player in the league. He was not. But a top 50 player of all time. The perfect second fiddle. The perfect secondary player to Michael Jordan. Yeah, is worth a heck of a lot more than that. Especially when you saw what Scottie Pippen could do as the number one guy on the team. He showed you that in 93 and 94 when Michael Jordan went for whatever the reason and decided to play baseball. Who knows? Maybe it was the death of his father. Um, maybe it was something going on behind the scenes that some people may not want to get into. But I think anybody who has followed the Michael Jordan story knows that that may definitely be some sort of legitimate, real, validated conspiracy theory. His gambling being linked into his hiatus, uh, I wouldn't put it past him. But Jerry Krause thought the best thing to do moving forward would be to entertain the idea of trading Scottie Pippen in the middle of that second three-peat. And basically what it signaled was the end of the Chicago Bulls going into that 97-98 year. And thus, that's why you have the title of the last ride and 
It's amazing. The Bulls wanted to rebuild, right? They wanted to maybe trade away Scottie Pippen. Jerry Krause, in a way, wanted to force Phil Jackson out the door. And it's amazing. You know, you get those images of Phil Jackson on the sideline coaching the Chicago Bulls, being this brilliant Zen master of taking all of the egos, finding a way to make it work, doing so in Chicago, pushing those right motivational buttons, then going to the Los Angeles Lakers and doing it with a bunch more teams, first with Shaq and Kobe, then with Kobe as the top dog with Pau Gasol, and basically was that sort of coach for almost two decades in the NBA. But for us, I mean, we think of Phil Jackson and our lasting image is Phil Jackson being an absolute buffoon trying to run the New York Knickerbockers as a team president and as a team executive, and he didn't have a clue. And he was as out to lunch as he gets when it comes to what he was trying to do in that role compared to what he was successfully able to do as a head coach. But you realize with a guy like Jerry Krause, even though his brilliant maneuvering, and if you know anything about the Bulls, look at what he was able to do. Trading for Scottie Pippen. Brilliant. Making a move for Horace Grant. Top notch. Then you look at the fact that he took a popular player and a guy that we all love here in New York City by the name of Charles Oakley, who was good buddies with Michael Jordan, who was Michael Jordan's enforcer in Chicago. Trade him for Bill Cartwright because it fit the Bulls a heck of a lot better. And all of a sudden, all those pieces came into place. And the end result was two three-peats that may have been extended potentially if the Chicago Bulls did not see Michael Jordan leave in 93-94. And then again in 94-95, at least for a good chunk of it. We'll never know. But that resume and that legacy for Jerry Krause in many ways goes completely out the window because of how it unraveled in Chicago. And the Bulls have had some success since Jordan and company have left. Not to that extent, not to an NBA championship level, but like you compare them to the Knickerbockers, right? You look at Jordan and beyond or post-Jordan for Chicago and you look at post-Ewing for the Knicks, it's not even close. It's not even close. The Bulls have had more success. They've made the playoffs more times. They've won more playoff series by a lot. They've had 60-something win seasons. They were number one seed in back-to-back years uh, with the Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah teams. That's how bad and that's how incompetent the Knicks have been. But for the folks in Chicago, they wonder, well, why break up the party? Let the party run its own course. That is what Michael Jordan is going to do. That is what Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen are going to do. Sometimes sports and life are not that easy to manage. They're not that easy to execute. And when you get a general manager in there who has a little bit of a complex in many ways where he feels he needs to be the guy that's getting all the credit. And make no mistake, Jerry Krause was getting sick and tired of the fact that everybody was throwing bouquets away at Phil Jackson, that everybody was kissing Michael Jordan's feet and calling him the best player in the world, which, oh, by the way, he was by a significant margin. And because of that, you know, you're going to have a guy who feels he's got to do something himself. 
And anytime that seems to happen in sports, where egos get in the way, and you're going to do that in a position of power, you ruin a good thing. Now, the one thing I would say with Chicago, even if Jerry Krause doesn't break up that team, what are we talking? Another year or two? Because sooner or later, the end was going to come. And if Jerry Krause would have been able to pull it off in a way that was feasible to Michael Jordan and it was accepting to somebody like Phil Jackson, which was never going to happen because he didn't want Phil Jackson sticking around. He wanted Tim Floyd to be his coach. Then maybe, maybe the Bulls squeeze out another championship. Maybe. That did not happen. And what you got was the abrupt end to a second three-peat. Basically, the mass exodus of everybody in Chicago, from Jordan to Pippen to Steve Kerr to Dennis Rodman to Phil Jackson. I remember the Bulls going into that next season looking like a completely different team. But it's a team that will be forever remembered. Not just in this town. In the way they were able to torment the New York Knickerbockers. But they will be remembered forever as one of the marquee dynasties. One of the greatest shows that sports will ever see. Because whether you loved them or hated them. And trust me, I was in the category of hating their guts. They will must see. Every stop, every step along the way. Their series against Utah, the great battles with the Knicks, the Indiana final year in a seven-game series. I mean, they played some great series. And I want to go back because these are two games I've never seen, especially the game two. Game one ended up being a blowout. They showed Jordan willing a team to the playoffs, Bulls team in 85-86, going up against quite possibly the greatest team that the NBA has ever seen. You know, I know a lot of people are trying to put the Warriors in that category, and I know some people have put the 95-96 Bulls in that category. The 86 Celtics from Bird, McHale, Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Bill Walton, you name it. To me, what they were able to do from a versatility team standpoint, I don't know how you get better than that. I really don't. But Jordan took that team on, and in the second game, gave them all it could handle. And you had quotes coming out from like Larry Bird and from Danny Ainge, who actually played golf the day before with Michael Jordan. Could you imagine? Think about if, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James played a round of golf before a playoff game. What the outcry and the uproar would be on social media. People be losing their minds. Just goes to show you with Jordan, even though it wasn't that long ago, in many ways... It feels like another lifetime ago. Because the stuff you could get away with then, you sure as hell ain't getting away with now. But that show that he put on in game two of that first round series, that's something I would like to rewatch. That's something for me that if I could find it on YouTube, maybe sometime in the next couple of days as I'm doing some draft research and I'm doing some draft preparation, watching a young Michael Jordan basically try to do everything he can to beat that Big bad Celtic team. That's one of those games you'd like to maybe take yourself back to. Back to a couple of years before I was born. But for anybody who's wondering about the last dance, I highly recommend it. And if you were a fan of the NBA at that time, whether you liked, loved, respected, hated, all of the above for Michael Jordan. And that Bulls team. 
the insight they got was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I give credit where credit is due. That was a masterfully done production across the board. But what I wanted to do today, in addition to all the draft stuff, so don't worry, we're going to do a ton of draft stuff throughout the week. Um, Obviously, I have a lot of opinions on the different directions we might be looking at. I heard something earlier in the day, and I think this was from a quote to Ian Rappaport, that the mock drafts this year are going to be more wrong and more off base than any other year. Now, again, I have no idea how accurate that may be. I have no idea what to expect when it comes to that sort of bombshell statement, but I can guarantee I'll be mindful of it. If the mock draft that I see from, you know, a variety of sources is all of them at when we're sitting there on Thursday night making it a marquee event. So I have so much draft stuff to get to. We will do that throughout the week, guaranteed. However, what I want to dig into, not just in the NBA, but think about championship teams in general. There usually is that top dog. There usually is that top star. What I want to dive into, in addition to Herbert and Tua and the Jets and the Giants and all that good stuff, is who are the guys to you that profile the best as that second star? As far as what they were able to do, as far as what they were able to accomplish, who fits the description, who doesn't fit the description. And look, it's very, very tough in a game like baseball where you were one of nine compared to the NBA where, listen, the number one player on the team is the number one player on the team. In the NFL, you know, we're talking about a 53-man roster. So, like the 86 Giants, you can say Taylor's the best player. Finding that second star, I mean, where do you want to go? Some would argue John Elway, Terrell Davis. So, I mean, I know there could be a little bit of gray area here, but that's okay. When you think of a certain team, normally it's you think of Jordan's Bulls. Scottie Pippen played an integral part. See, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers don't have that moniker attached to them because, well, some people would put Kobe right there with Shaq. Those first three title teams, I would not. But like a Tony Parker or a Manu Ginobili. Or you think about Dwayne Wade doing it for LeBron James. Or you have some examples in baseball of guys who might have fit that second star plateau, motif, whatever you want to call it. So what we're going to do over the next couple hours, all the draft stuff, reaction, all the 90s bull stuff, which I'm very much into. I can't wait to watch this next week. But Scottie Pippen, one of the best second stars I think you're ever going to see. I know the folks in the 1980s would make a case for Kevin McHale or James Worthy. But we'll dive into couple of those guys who maybe aren't leading the cast, but they're not a second. They're more of a 1A than they are a second star. And who exactly would they be? Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. 
Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.